Welcome to Fangirl Fridays. I'm Natalie. And I'm Marin. Hi. Ugh, what a morning we're having. I've already had two granola bars in 37 seconds. Our work bathrooms are maybe flooded? Question mark. There's some sewage going on. It's not great. The doors weren't working. Is What's happening? It's not even a 13th. I don't even know. But we're here. We've made it. We are here. This might be a hot episode because I have some takes Really? Because I think it's going to be a boring episode. Because of some takes. Oh, I just think, like, I'm fired up, and so then, mm. therefore... That's because I... you chose to wake up at 4.30. Yes. I, yeah. Let, before we get into my hot takes, what are you fangirling over? Um, I'm not sure. Oh, no. But I remembered I did see a special screening of The Invisible Man, which comes out, it would be today, I guess, oh, when okay. this episode uh-huh. drops. Yes. Very fun. I will say I was stressed from minute one. Oh, Anxiety-inducing movie. Yeah, I don't think it's very scary in a sense, like, you're going to go home and sleep with the lights on or something. You but got the greatest, like, was it like a giveaway? It was just <laughs> in our seats when we arrived. It was an action figure of the Invisible Man, which is just cardboard <laughs> with nothing inside. So smart. So smart. I think I've seen it done before, so it's not super original. No. But, but genius. Yeah, and way. it's funny. You should post a photo of it. You had kind of a oh, weekend last weekend. You like went to a pirate. Oh my god, why am I not f- fangirling over that? I went I, to the right? pirates dinner adventure in Anaheim. It's next to <laughs> Sounds pa- as good as it is. <laughs> it's right next to Medieval Times. I had a big sugary cocktail. What color was it? Mm. Red. Oh. Red? Yeah. I, it was a margarita with like cranberry or oh, something. Uh huh. Yeah. I did not get any of the rum drinks because those <laughs> sounded psycho. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a drink that was too big because you get the souvenir cup. Yeah. The whole pirate show is just a bunch of yelling. I had no idea what was going on. I cried twice. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> like someone did a backflip and my friend and I both started crying because we were so surprised. That they did it or that you were like impressed? That it happened. Oh, okay. Just that it happened, and then at one point the floor became a trampoline. Whoa. Um, and then at the end I just cried because it was so much. My thing about shows like that, particularly in Los Angeles, is that it. I always get out of it a little bit because you sit there and watch these people who moved here from Kansas, thought they were going to, like, make it, and they're, like, in the pirate show in Anaheim. I mean, yes. So there's, but, like, some but element don't of knock sadness. It I'm not knocking it. There's just an element of sadness. I got down a little bit of a rabbit hole looking at the Pirates Dinner Adventure Instagram tags. That's great. And they're like a happy family. They love sure. their jobs. Absolutely. Yeah. They're living it up. Right. But it's like... Although we did see one definitely smoking outside beforehand, which kind of ruined it, but... but if Steven Spielberg came a knock in, like, those people are leaving the pirate show. Let's be clear. And they should, because that means they were great in the pirate show. <laughs> Fair, very fair point. It's just like when we went to go see Beauty and the Beast and there's like the El Capitan bell. Yes. And I'm like, oh, you're not even like the park bell. And like her family was there, or what we assumed were her family. And it's like, is this what you thought was going to happen when you moved here from Arkansas? That you were going to be like the Hollywood Boulevard bell? I don't just know. Just broken dreams. Broken dreams. Yeah. Um, That's why my LA experience, I don't expect much. And then so everything is a surprise. So it's the best way to be. It's yes. a very good outlook as it relates to Los Angeles. What um, are you fangirling over? Uh, I was joking with you that I'm fangirling over my sense of moral superiority because I'm giving up social media for Lent. Yes, which I see as a punishment to me. Yeah, you feel so upset about it. The number of times where you have 
Instagram messaged me something, slacked me something, and texted me every something. Every day. Yeah, within, day but in life. like in the same conversation. <laughs> and sometimes I'm like, wait, we were talking about this thing here. We do, it's amazing that we can communicate because we're constantly having three forms of communication. So that I did start Cheer, mm. which mm-hmm. you've watched. Yes, I have. I have watched all seasons of Last Chance You. It is the same show. Sure, but like. I'm not watching football. No, but it's like, so formula-wise, so I think for a lot of people who haven't watched Last Chance You, which I, the first season, w- like, was obsessed with, there's an obsession with just kind of even how the show is executed, mm-hmm. and then obviously the stories. The first episode, I was kind of like, meh, of course the second episode with Jerry, I'm bawling. Yeah, like, Jerry's <laughs> the saving grace of the show. Yeah, I'm only two episodes in so far because Eric's had things and he's wanting to watch it with me, um, but it's... A delight. I'm not gonna lie. I got pretty bored watching that show. It's I'd, funny because some people are obsessed. Yeah, with it. I, Jerry is great. Mm-hmm. Like some of the kids are great, but I was ready to be done. Yeah. I really just tried to get through it yeah. and just like had it on while it was on my computer. Yeah, and I was like, well, just compete already. I want to watch the competition. Have you um, ever watched a competition cheerleading like on ESPN? No. Oh, I just. Uh, a couple times I've seen all those girls at Disneyland yeah. World when I'm trying to have a good time. I'm like, get your bows out of here. So we had a competition cheerleading team in my high school, and they were very good. They didn't even, like, have to cheer at the games. Like, we had, like, separate cheerleaders for that. Oh, that's um, sad. Right? But I remember, I mean, I don't think they were, like, good on, like, this level. But that's the thing, too, where it's just, like, how are these people not breaking all of their bones all of the time? I know. The noises that happen. I don't love anything enough to get injured as much as those kids do. One of the girls has had six concussions. Yes. And I'm like, that... She should be dead. She's going to get CTE. Like, I'm... That's not If I were funny. a parent, yank her oh. out of that. I don't care if she loves it. She's... Like, she's 18. going to die. She's 18 years old and has had six concussions. The other thing, though, about that show is all of those girls have terrible skin because they've been wearing pancake makeup since they were four and it's like that's it's not good for you no. you can't be wearing show I makeup think it's like episode one where they show like a part of their classroom at some point and the okay. teacher is like spouting out wild information yeah about texas about texas <laughs> she has the map she's up like on home the- of the quades and then gets into like pro-trump stuff she what? has a map up on the on the projector that's like Texas and then it's the rest of the country and like the Midwest is just like boring. <laughs> like, like I was like, what wow. is going on? I can't imagine wow. that woman teaching me anything. No. She was like, hi, yeah, she's very pro gun. It was an intense situation. Yes. Um so yeah, I'm 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 dabbling in some things. I had a hot moment last week where I was I had to start something new because my watch next was clear on TV time. I was, like, through all of my episodes. That's never happened to I me. I know. I mean, so then I obviously started something new. But I finished Brockmire, pumping through Cheer. I'm now – now I'm behind because I – usually my network shows take a little bit you longer. You haven't started that 911 Lone Star. I have not started I think you're avoiding it. I may be avoiding it because I – your your analysis of it and Liv Tyler, like, I don't want to fall asleep. Well, the problem is once you're in, you're in. Because I know. it's just like 911. <laughs> Our Loki favorite show. I miss it. I want to know what's going on. It's coming back in March, I think. Yeah, it's coming soon. There's a lot of things coming up soon that I'm like, oh man. Oh no. And then the Candyman trailer is dropping this week. No, thank you. And then what else? Lady Gaga has a new single that we already all have because it leaked. Mm -hmm. Uh, What else? There's something. There's one more thing I'm excited for. Hot week. Mm, Oh well. 
Oh, oh. American Horror Story cast announcement. Oh, yeah. Wow. Rami's coming back in, uh, like, a couple months, I just saw. Was very excited about that. I was thinking last night that it was, like, actually, it's because you're doing a bracket, and I saw Rami on, on the bracket, and I was like, was it one of my favorite shows last year? Like, I know I maybe put it in the binges, but I think about it a lot. Hmm. Maybe it is. Won that Golden Globe. Or the Emmy? No, he won the Golden Globe. Mm. The Golden Globe. Golden Globe. That makes more sense. <laughs> Just in the grand scheme of things, makes more sense. Okay. Should we talk about these trash movies? Yeah, first of all, I think we made a mistake. No, I don't think we made a mistake. Okay, fine. So, we're doing Staying Alive and Urban Cowboy. You're thinking we made a mistake because of Urban Cowboy. Yeah, it's not dancey enough. But it's not not dancey. Yeah, it's weird, is what it is. It's a two and a half hour movie about riding mechanical bull. Yeah, it's boring. Uh, all right, let's just do it first. Let's get it out of the way. It Paramount Pictures, you guys. Is this just a Paramount podcast? I didn't like, know. When did they Paramount have a meeting and decide we are going to focus on dance? <laughs> on dance. I don't know, but I don't know if you did this. I watched the trailer first, which is the oh, most boring trailer I've ever seen. It was three minutes. The, That's too long. The, the title card for Paramount in the promo said Paramount, a Viacom company. But when I watched the actual movie, it was Paramount, a golf and western company. And I was like, what is this when it's sold? I need to go back mm. and like do some research. But there was I don't know a, why, but I really love when Paramount was a Viacom company. Yeah. I mean, tumult at Paramount, though. Like, holy crap. This movie is 67% on run. No, <laughs> that's not true. No, that, that is true. Really? I have them backwards, sorry. It has a 67? It has a 67. Staying Alive has absolutely zero <laughs> on the tomato meter. Like, no one's like, no. This is terrible. Okay. <laughs> a young man from the country who learns about life and love in a Houston bar. Okay. That's a terrible description. First of all, his name is yeah. Bud. But arguably, that is kind of what it is about. Oh, yeah. For sure. His name is Bud. Because his name is Buford. I can't remember what his middle name is, but his last name is Davis. So Bud is like an acronym. <laughs> but that's what he goes by. That's kind of cool. Sure, great. John Travolta ha- immediately has a big beard mm-hmm. at the beginning I of this movie. It. And then immediately shaves it. Yes. I don't... Why was the beard even there? I think it was like... Con- he was like f- super country. I don't know. This movie made $125 million. Whoa. It's referred to as the Country Saturday Night Fever. No. no. Well, I remember seeing Saturday Night Fever and also being slightly bored. Like, more bored than I should. Yeah, particularly, of, like, the disco-ness of it. Yes. So Gilly's, the bar that this, the entire, basically the whole movie takes place in this bar. It's a real place in Pasadena, Texas. Um, and the club is the size of a football field. That sounds super dangerous. Like, how many bars are in this place? Like... It's Pasadena, I guess, is is a smaller town close to Houston, but it seems like it's the only place that people can go. Like everyone goes there every night is the yeah. sense that I was getting. Yes. Um, and it this this movie came out of an article from Esquire. The article was called Urban Cowboy. Um, and it's it's based on real people. Uh, wild. Do Westbrook and Betty Helmer. Great Do. Do. D-E-W. Like, is that his Do. given name? I don't, I don't know. I don't care. What shall we call this baby? Do. Do. <laughs> um, like a Dewey? But my favorite part, sure, my favorite thing is that this was almost a TV show 
three years ago. <laughs> like, in pilot th- season, ultimately wait, Fox passed. This is interesting. Mm-hmm. Do you think they passed because the new Footloose, the 2016 Footloose, went country? And that's too similar. Maybe. I don't know. But it was just like, okay, sure. <laughs> this is insane. Okay. Hot fact that who knows if it's true because it's coming from Gary Busey. But supposedly, Gary Busey, he just won the Oscar for Buddy Holly's story, mm-hmm. uh, was offered the role of Bud. Um, I'm sorry, but Gary Busey doing that two-step? No. Trying to be like this hot bull riding guy? Mm, no. No. Um, but the female lead of this movie is Deborah Winger. Now, this movie predates Officer and a Gentleman in terms of endearment. Yeah, which we all know I... I'm obsessed with Terms of Endearment now that I watched it on a plane and sobbed. It was a, such a bad decision on your part. Like, did you, you knew? No, I had no idea. Oh, my God. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible decision. Um, so apparently, according to her book, uh, Sissy Spacek was originally cast in this movie, which makes a lot of yeah, sense. because she played Loretta Lynn. Yes. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer auditioned. But Deborah Winger was sent home from location because John Travolta didn't think she was attractive enough to be the lead, and then James Bridges, who directed this movie, was like, no, no, she can do it. Ew. Are you sure it's John Travolta? I thought it was, like, one of the writers or producers. Um, it, I, mean, I don't know, but and no one should be saying it. No one should be saying that. Especially, like, she is a little plain Jane in comparison to the, like, rich girl who we meet later. Yes. Who's, like, very pretty. Who's, like, Lucy Lawless, kind of. Yeah, but also mixed with Jerry Hall, who's also in this movie. Why Jerry and Cindy Hall in this movie for no reason? No reason. Zero reason. And There's, he has a threesome, like, his first night in town? His literal first night what? in town. What? He drives from the farm or wherever he grows up, goes to his... With sisters? His aunt and uncle's house. And the, the uncle is the, like, person who basically hooks up this threesome. The uncle's like, says to his friend, hey, take care of my nephew, and that means have a threesome? <laughs> like, Maybe, what's happening? I don't know. 1980. I mean, wild we, times. It was like a cut scene, so we really don't know what went down. No. But you can only assume a threesome. Correct. So on the f- first night, second night, that Bud is in town at Gilly's, he meets Sissy. They dance. They fall in love. There was a f- the first night that they hung out. They're dancing, and he takes his, like, over shirt on. Like, he has, like, a white shirt underneath. And I was like, are they going to bone on the dance floor? Like, it yes. was... Very sexual. Well, very based intense. on that, coming off of the threesome, then that, I thought this movie's going to be a time. Like, yeah. it's going to be crazy. And mm-hmm. then it got so boring. It gets very slow, and it really, it centers on their love, which is very tumultuous. I don't have a good sense of how old they are. Not old. They are young. They're young. And then Scott Glenn, who plays, like, this convict mm-hmm. kind of hot guy, kind of is old. Fair. Okay. So Bud and Sissy, they meet. They have a hot and heavy relationship. They get in a fight that results in them falling in a parking lot puddle. And they are (laughs) soaking wet. And John Travolta decides that this is a good time to propose. He's like, do you want to get married? They've literally known each other for what seems like 48 hours. Yeah. And then they do it. And then they get married. The timeline of this movie is very short, I feel. I feel like the entire arc of this movie is six weeks. And yet the movie is over two hours long. Yeah, unnecessary. Um, but a lot of mechanical bull riding. Yeah. Not enough dancing. There's like a decent amount of dancing, all two-step, pretty much. No, yeah, a lot of two-step, 
fun fact. This is the first movie choreographed by Patsy Swayze. Patrick Swayze's mom. <laughs> Patrick Swayze's mom. So Patrick Swayze actually helped John Travolta learn this two-step, and Patrick's wife Lisa, also a dancer, helped Patrick's mom do the choreography. Wow. I'm sorry, but all of these movies will have Patrick Swayze moments. Uh, yeah, and Cynthia Rhodes. <laughs> like, I was like, wait a minute, are we just accidentally doing a Cynthia Rhodes I, podcast yeah, and we didn't know? I literally have a note that, like, should we just do a Cynthia Rhodes podcast? <laughs> I have no idea. Um, so there's a lot of, like, hitting women in this movie that I wasn't down with. A lot of... A lot of bull riding. I mean, Deborah Winger, though, standing on the mechanical bull, very cool. Very cool. And you could argue that the bull riding is, the mechanical bull riding, Mm -hmm. is a dance. I agree. It feels very sensual. Yes. John Travolta actually had a mechanical bull installed in his home and became so good at it that they didn't even need the stunt double. I I was watching this movie thinking to myself, you know what? (laughs) John Travolta gets a lot of shit, but like... The man's very talented. Like, the fact yeah. that he's doing all of this, you know, when you think about Flashdance or even Footloose, and those are very heavy dance movies that are not done by the main actor. Like, John Travolta's doing this whole thing, doing everything, riding this bull. Yeah, and sure. at one point, they're kind of doing a two-step, but then he gets a full solo. Yeah, which And he's just, great. like, hitting his cowboy boots, and it's yeah. very fast how and bad, good. How bad did this movie make you want cowboy boots? Actually, well, one, I already have two pairs in my bedroom, but uh, I would say that Footloose made me want the rubber boots more, yes. <laughs> when when Button says he get married, though, says he is wearing white cowboy boots. It's cool. With her wedding dress. Her uh, shaggy haircut is A+. plus. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like what Jennifer Beals like, wants to be. Kind of. But like better. Also, this comes out the same year as, no, wait, it's 1983, right? No, this one's 1980. Oh. Staying Alive is Staying Alive is the same year as Flashdance. Yeah. Okay. But there's like a, there's a time. Like if you start to think between like 77 to like 86, the number of dance movies that yeah. comes out, it's shocking. But just the diversity of dancing, because you're getting like cowboy movies, you're getting sure. ballet, right. you're getting... I don't know break dancing. Yeah, well, then you're getting. I don't like, know what Footloose is. Girls a combination. Just have fun. Yeah, I don't know. You get it, like a whole thing. So in Urban Cowboy, they have this very tumultuous relationship, all centered around this bar. Of course, they like fizzle out in some way. She falls for the bad boy, real cowboy. He falls for this like super rich girl. He doesn't even fall for her. He literally just walks past her and is like, "Want to dance?" And then next thing you know, they're like in a relationship. <laughs> so yeah, they're. Everyone's cheating on each other. There's a lot of heartbreak. There's a lot of trailers. I'm just going to say a lot of mobile homes. Oh, at one point, this is very early on in the movie, he wakes up from a fistfight. He wants a beer at 9 a.m. Somehow this beer makes almost kills him when he falls off the scaffolding at his construction job. Yeah. There's a lot of danger. Mm-hmm. His uncle gets... <laughs> gets hit by lightning. I know there's a lot of things happening yeah. in this movie, none of which is very great. There's robbery. There's a lot of fistfights. No, it was a drag. It was kind of a drag. <laughs> and and again, not enough dancing in a fun way. There's a lot of dancing used to make other people jealous. So it's not like, yes. oh, look at this fun thing. It's like a spiteful dance. Yeah. The soundtrack did pretty well. Soundtrack pretty great. Bonnie, so, Bonnie yeah. Raitt. Bonnie Raitt. Uh, Looking for Love by Johnny Lee. 
Stand By Me, Look What You've Done to Me by Boz Skaggs, an Anne Murray song, a Kenny Rogers song, and also Charlie Daniels performs The Devil Went Down to Georgia in the movie. So I cannot think about The Devil Went Down to Georgia without thinking about Dominique Mociano in the 1996 uh, Olympics because she performed it. Like, that was the dream team. That was what she performed Mm -hmm. in Georgia. And I was, you know... 14 i'd never heard the song in my life you know and yeah, just and you're like blown away blown away and that, like as this movie was playing again i woke up very early to watch it i know every single word to oh that's song. insane i do not and i was just like oh wait what i do like i didn't know i went to the devil went down to georgia wikipedia page Great. because i needed to figure out at what when did this song come out which mm-hmm. is actually like the late 70s okay but there was a sentence like towards the top of the page like making a point here that patsy swayze herself claims that she set the song's tempo because they asked when they were on the movie set like like how should we play this and she's like as fast as you can kind of thing and but that doesn't really make sense because the song came out before or like right at I don't know I want to believe Patsy Swayze but I don't think I can it uh yeah I mean you never know like did they film it in 78 it doesn't come out until 80 like we don't know but feels not plausible um but it was a great moment but I got very excited to see Bonnie Raitt I don't know why I literally was like ooh Bonnie Raitt <laughs> Like, me watching this movie at 4.30 in the morning, just, like, angry. Ooh, Bonnie. But, yeah, then I was like, ooh, what a, what a treat seeing Bonnie right here. Overall, not a great movie. Much too long. I was disappointed. I told my mom I was going to watch this movie, and she was mm-hmm. like, oh, you will like this one much more than Staying Alive. I was like, uh, I think you're wrong. It just, like, there's probably 35 minutes that could be cut out of this yes. movie. There's a lot of excessive bull riding like training to ride a mechanical bull like for a long time Mm -hmm. there's a broken arm there's like we don't need to see him fall off that thing like his uncle doesn't need to get hit by lightning like there's a lot i think actually the uncle did need to be hit by lightning (laughs) that seems like kind of funny i don't know there's a lot and the widow the widowed aunt tries to give john travolta that belt buckle but Mm -hmm. he won't wear it to the bar yeah what i do like his aunt's name is kareen I like that name. Hmm. Um, but I was just like, this, a lot of like rich girl in the city stuff. I don't know. A lot, too many things were happening. I can't endorse this movie. I'm so sorry if you watched it. I had seen it, probably all of it in different pieces. I don't ever remember sitting down and watching the whole thing. But because yeah. it was on VH1 all the time for some reason, I was like, oh, yeah, I've seen this part. Oh, yeah, I've seen this part. Oh, I remember <laughs> when he breaks his arm. Oh, yeah. It's probably like, better on VH1 because they're cutting for time. True. That's yeah. It's probably an hour and a half on mm-hmm. each one. They're like cutting out a or lot. Or just of two stuff. solid hours. Perfect. Yeah, we don't need that. Okay, I want half to talk about hour. staying alive because it's much more exciting, but also a time. <laughs> I mean, it's stupid, but I kind of love it. Okay. Okay. 1983. This is supposed to be the sequel to Saturday Night Fever. Five years later. Tony's Saturday Night Fever is still burning. Now he's strutting toward his biggest challenge yet, succeeding as a dancer on the Broadway stage. (laughs) Okay. There are so many, like, Broadway performances in this that I'm just like, what kind of Broadway show is this? My number one question. Who's going to see this? Were there ever Broadway shows that's that's just dance? Like, and modern. No speaking. 
dance like that. And they pan to the audience frequently in these shots. And they're all like in tuxedos. Like these are like fancy ass people. I would go. Going to these insane dance performances. And I was just like, wow. Okay. Yeah. Again, Paramount Pictures. Yet another Paramount Pictures. Mm -hmm. But this one, a little special. Directed and co-written by Sylvester Stallone. Shocking. What? Who? Okay, so he makes a slight cameo in the, like, maybe very early on um, when John Travolta is leaving the first, like, tryout where he doesn't make it. He's walking down the street and he bumps into someone in a full fur coat. It's Sylvester Stallone. Of course. <laughs> just like, of course. What? Yeah. Okay. So the Saturday Night Fever sequel, they wanted to do it immediately. Does Saturday Night Fever come up before Grease? Yeah. Ooh. I, I think know. it's 77 and then Grease is 78. That's... Okay. John is having a run. Yeah. Let's also not forget he was in Welcome Back, Cotter during that whole point. What? He oh. was in Welcome Back, Cotter for Grease. Wow. 75 to 79. What? What? <laughs> Okay, sorry. No, 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 I wanted to know that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was John Travolta's idea to actually, like, have Tony attempt to be a Broadway dancer. So he's responsible for this plot. But, like, in what world is that the logical next step for Tony Monero? (laughs) Okay. Sure. I kind of wish I had watched Saturday Night Fever right before this to Mm -hmm. really get... What they were going for here. But I haven't seen it in 10 years, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Um, So Stallone got on board. He had just done, like, Rocky III. Um, He actually didn't direct, like, anything, I don't think, until Rambo III. Oh, really? Or Rambo whatever. Some Rambo. The one that came out in the 2010s. Oh, uh uh-huh. What else? What else? John Travolta spent five months training for this movie. He lost 20 pounds, which when you watch this movie, you can tell. Oh, my God. Totally. Also, he, I don't know if he's doing steroids. He's very veiny, but he's so lean he's cut. He's very lithe. Yeah, he's like very – he looks like a dancer. Like, he's very believable in this capacity. Yeah. Well, the opening of the movie, it's a lot of sweat. It's a dance audition. It's a lot of sweating. But he looks so, amazing. So good. But there is so much sweat in this movie. In both movies, actually. We'll get to that. But the whole time, I was like, wow. Yes. You are very, very sweaty. And obviously, Cynthia Rhodes plays kind of his love interest. And in, yes, I guess. She was in this movie. She was in Flashdance. She's in Dirty Dancing. Also had a small part in Xanadu. She just really hit those dance movies hard. She was married to Richard Marks for 20-some years, who is now married to Daisy Fuentes. <laughs> Which you were, your mind was blown by. Yes. I mean, good for The world Cynthia is Rhodes. crazy. Yeah, like, has Cynthia Rhodes done anything lately? She really hit those dance movies. Yeah. And I wonder, I need to know more about her. Was she, like, a classically trained dancer, and then she, like, became an actress? Like, She was also kind of involved in the musical world a little bit. She did do some dancing for bands and was in some music videos. Is that actually her singing in the movie? Uh, I believe so. It seems like it. She cries on stage and at one point just leaves to have a conversation and the band takes over. In the middle. (laughs) That really floored me. I was like, wow, she just walked off stage. Yeah, to have a 20-minute conversation. In the middle of her, like, solo. That's like punk rock. That's bold. Actually, that was actually filmed at CBGB. That's insane to me. They're like, you know what we we need to film here? It has to be authentic. Staying alive. (laughs) (laughs) When you think CBGB. 
juxtaposition of those two things. It's like, oh, okay, I think CBGB. I definitely think staying alive in John Travolta. Yeah. And you get this other beautiful woman who has the most hair I've ever seen. Vanilla Hughes. You know what she's from. Well, she's, according to my roommate, she's the mom on Charmed. She's so. Blossom's stepmom on Blossom. You don't remember? No. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, oh, that just reminded me that I texted you last weekend where I was like, oh, I saw David. I saw, I saw Blossom's boyfriend at Bloomer at you Nordstrom's. Did. Yeah. Very excited about it. Uh, yeah. But also, her character is like extremely rich for no reason. We never know why. It's like a big running thing. He's always wanting to know whose limo this is or how she has this limo. We never find out. It drove me insane the whole time. I'm like, no one's going to tell us why she's so rich? No? No. It's just going to be a thing? We don't get to know. Yeah. Also, that woman, again, Fanola Hughes, has been on General Hospital from 1984 until now. She was also on another soap opera. Like, I'm sure she died no. or came back or whatever. But when I was looking at her IMDb, I was like, I'm sorry, what? Like, okay, you've been on this show for like 40 years? Holy wow. Crap. Good for you. I enjoyed this woman she's in this great. movie. Mm-hmm. I love the amount of hair she had, number one. Yeah. And when she's in the dressing room, she's doing some great mirror acting. And if you notice on the vanity, there are three open lipsticks standing. It was like dried out lipsticks. <laughs> I could not stop looking at them. I'm like, what is going on here? She's always wearing a, like a headband. Yeah, always dance. wearing a headband. And then she sleeps with John Travolta like day two. Mm-hmm. And then hates him for no reason. She's a lunatic. Yeah. Like, the movie should be about her. Yeah. Like, going off the rails. Because there's, like, she's a high... I don't know if she's bipolar or what, but it's, like, you never know what you are going to get from her interaction. She's always wearing a fur. And I was just like, what? oh, this woman's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but we don't get enough... We never know why. We never know what her motivation for being crazy no. is. So we think, like, we are supposed to believe she's evil. I guess. But we don't know where... What her mental state is. We don't right. know where it's coming from. Because, again, we don't know if she's why she's so rich. Either way, this movie has too much dancing is my I take. beg to differ. I, I thought this movie could just be auditions and montages, and I'd watch the two I, hours of it. I like that part. There is 15 minutes of the, like, we went to the performance. Like, we okay, went to Broadway. I would throw money to see Satan's Alley <laughs> on Broadway. I just, at the end, I was like, 15 seconds, 15 seconds, 15 seconds. No, I watched, I was living for that. Oh, my God. I just was like, all right, I got it. (laughs) Satan's Alley is pretty crazy. But there's just... No, okay. You get at least two audition scenes. Mm -hmm. One has Red Foreman for some reason. (laughs) My first first thing, I was like, is this Red Foreman from the 70s show? All he does is hold a clipboard he's never seen again. He doesn't speak. (laughs) Um, No lines. You get a good amount of rehearsal montages with... A director who wears very cool sweatpants with tall boots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, fun fact about this. This blew me away. Patrick Swayze can be seen as one of the dancers in rehearsal How, like, leading up towards Satan's Alley. Why? He's a young dancer. So at this point, I was reading a backstory. So it's not like I just know everything about Patrick Swayze. <laughs> Stalker. At this point, he had only really done Skate Town USA with Maureen McCormick. It's really? like an early 80s movie. Okay. And so he's doing like commercial work. He's still doing a lot of like stage and dance. He might even actually live in New York still during What's this the time. Outsiders? What? I need, I need a timeline. Like what? How does, what year is it? That seems weird to me. It seems like by 83, he should be like. He's just, he's not a star. He's really not like the movie star we know as Patrick Swayze until the late 80s when Dirty Dancing comes out. What a tragedy. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he can be seen doing a little, 
little cameo. You see his face for a split second. Okay, so uh, the rise in the basically this movie, John Travolta is a jerk to Cynthia Rose's character, who like loves him, adores him, roots for him, like f- sticks up for him, like mm-hmm. all of those things, supports him, all this stuff. He they're like are loosely together. He sleeps with Fanola Hughes. Laura is her name. She didn't seem like a Laura. And then I was like, I don't know. And then, like, just kind of keeps coming back to this other woman. Like, he's kind of a dick. And then he decides that he's going to try and take over the lead role in this Broadway dance production. He gets it. There's just, like, a lot of, like, turmoil, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. He ultimately, like, goes back to uh, Cynthia Rhodes. Obviously. At the end of this movie, you guys, he's, like, feeling great. He killed his performance. And she's like, what do you want to do? And he's like, I want to strut. And they do the whole Saturday Night Fever, like he's walking down the street, and I was just like embarrassed for him. (laughs) But also, what happens to Cynthia Rhodes? Like they're like gonna go, and he just like leaves her to like stress. She's used to it though. (laughs) He's always leaving. He's always just like, I'll be right back, and she's just waiting at the on the sidewalk. But like in real life, like you'd be like, okay, bye. Like you're just gonna strut away. I was crying, laughing. I was like, this is ridiculous, insane. The most ridiculous part for me, and actually one of my favorite parts, is in the beginning when he is watching, Cynthia Rhodes invites him to watch the performance, and that's how he meets the rich girl and everything. Mm -hmm. The one star filter, great in this movie. Yeah. But the fade in and out, like the overlays they do, and there's one shot of John Travolta's face in amazement that's like fading out to like dancers on the stage, but it's like... There is, like, a split moment where you really see both of them, and it's so wild and beautiful. I was like, this is what I wanted. <laughs> the cinematography on The cinematography alive. is A+. Plus. <laughs> um, also, banging soundtrack, uh, if you're into the Bee Gees. If you, like, hate the Bee Gees, you definitely shouldn't well, what watch. What is the song at the beginning of the movie? That's not a Bee Gees no, song. That's not a Bee Gees song. But it's a good one. Yeah. I mean, uh, what is that? I don't know what it is. I don't know. Yeah, I will put it in this episode. If you're not a Bee Gees fan, don't watch Saturday Night Fever or Staying Alive. It just, like, would drive you insane. Yeah. Um, but there were five new Bee Gees songs. <laughs> yeah, original soundtrack. Like, unbelievable. Uh, overall, this movie's bonkers. Yeah, it's bonkers, but it's fun and only an hour and 30 minutes. It's fun. It's definitely fun. Um, and it's, but you just, the whole time you're like, am I supposed to like this guy? Oh, he also pulls out the, the white suit. Yeah. It's like the only suit he owns. Oh, we're not even talking about the accent. So I, again, I have not seen Saturday Simo- Night Fever. That's in my similarity yes. section. Just terrible I have accents. not seen it in a long time, but I feel like Don Travolta lost his accent a little bit because he says party, but literally just says P-O-T-T-Y. It's potty. <laughs> it is a bad accent. It's not good. No. So maybe we can get into our similarities between these two movies because that was my number one thing. I was like, these are bad accents <laughs> in both of these movies. Like he's like super Brooklyn and staying alive and then and like, like Texan. Super Texan, but like not, I don't know, the whole time I was just like, okay, these are tough times. My other biggest, my other two biggest similarities are one, so much sweat in both of these movies. Like in Urban Cowboy, it's because it's like Texas hot. Like at Deborah Winger is like 
tank top is always soaked yes. on the back. Why would they even want to go to this bar? It's so hot there. It's so hot. I think it's just like that's your way of life. You're just sweating all the time. No. Can you imagine me in a place like this? I would just be a drowned rat all the time. <laughs> Disgusting. Also, no one wears a bra in either of these movies. No. But you're also wearing a lot of leotards. Sure. You're not wearing a bra. But like Deborah Winger's never wearing a bra. No one's wearing a bra. If But they look great. Everyone looks great, but I was just like, wow, the 80s were a time to not wear a bra. Um, Patrick Swayze, apparently. Rich girls. Rich girls. John Travolta cheating. A lot of, lot of yeah. infidelity going on. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I, this sort of notion that, like, both, like, Tony and Bud are trying to, like, make something of their lives in very weird, yes. obscure ways. Let very a, niche ways. Very niche ways. Let me be really good at riding... A mechanical, a mechanical bull. bull. So I'm the best at this at the bar in the town, in the small <laughs> town that no one knows about. Yeah. yeah. But he's, he's going for it. Yeah. But that's better good for, than good being, for him. being on the farm. Um, some key differences. You obviously have, like, small town, big yeah. town. I truly believe that one story is, like, about dance mm-hmm. and told through all these dances. Because even the Satan's Alley at the end of... Staying alive, even though it is ridiculous, he's like John Travolta is working through his relationship with this rich girl. Yeah, mm-hmm. in the performance. Yeah, and then Urban Cowboy just has dancing in it. Like, nah. yeah, they just hear like, some dance moments happen to dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, one obviously very country, one very city, or I don't even know. There are some parts city of, mouse, country mouse. Yeah, there's city part- John, country John. <laughs> There's part of Staying Alive that gives me, it's maybe the performances that give me a little bit of, like, center stage vibes. Because, like, there's so much, like, oh, production. One, Staying Alive, the first Broadway performance, there is, like, a trio dance that is very center stage. Yeah. Which I was like, okay, like, I kind of get this, but then it just went on for a very long time. Yes. I'm like, did I buy a ticket to this Broadway play? <laughs> like, or I can't even call it a play. It's a Fathom it event at the movie theater. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? It was just... Very intense. I added one has too much dancing, one not enough. Uh, I felt like they needed what is your in the What's your perfect amount of dance? I don't know. I felt like Footloose did a good job of kind of like peppering dance yeah. moments into it. You flash dance maybe too much. Maybe or like. Or it, they like shot their load and everything <laughs> was at the beginning. Totally. Yeah. And I, I just wasn't prepared for how much of the actual performances were going to be in Staying Alive, where I was like, all right. Got it. Yeah. Like, that to me then was like, oh, Sylvester Stallone, they didn't, like, write anything. They were just like, all right, here's going to be 20 minutes, like, of the choreographer doing the job. And I was like, oh, that's the movie. Mm. Great. Great. All in all. All in all, probably not going to watch these again. No. I don't need to see I might watch clips of Staying Alive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But not the whole movie. The strut is funny at the end. Uh, I mean... Again, like, there are are redeeming qualities to both, and I understand, Mm -hmm. like, why they kind of permeate the sort of pop culture sphere. Maybe not staying alive so much. I feel like people mostly focus on Saturday Night Fever, but uh, all in all, just, like, fine. Yeah. Fine movies. But then I I was going through John Travolta's IMDb. What a career that man has had. Yeah. Truly incredible. Like, from Welcome Back, Cotter, to Look Who's Talking. To hairspray. Pulp fiction. And then just what that does, like, it's like a wild ride. 
to yeah. American horse like crime story. What? <laughs> like honestly, kind of American horse. Yeah, story. Right, kind of American <laughs> horse story. But I was just like, man, we. And I love Greece, so you know. And as a kid, like that was my only awareness of John Travolta for a very long time. Yeah. And then you're kind of like, oh, mine was probably look who's talking. Honestly, mm-hmm. also great. Again, because I was told Greece was bad, so I loved Greece too more. I was told Greece was bad. Eric never seen it. Could be grounds for divorce. What? I know. And every time I think about it, I just think that he's like a Russian spy. Um. So I came home the other day, and I was like, "What's up?" to my roommate. <laughs> you know, as you do. And he said, "I'm watching when I met Sally for the first time," and I screamed and threw my keys on the floor and threw a fit. That feels very off brand for Roger. Yeah. Weird. Did he like it? He was like, at least I don't remember seeing it all. I think so. But I was was in a tizzy over it. In a tizzy. Okay. Well, if you watched these movies per recommendation. Sorry. Sorry. Particularly. Or sorry, but I don't think it's going to get any better next week. I mean, we'll see. Um, I want to know if you think you could survive the sweat factor of the cowboy. If you went CNC to sweat factory. Oh, also, there was also like a Gillies CMT TV show, by the way. Like what? I don't because again, just it's like a, a reality place. show. I think so. Yeah. Now that I see being sure. fun. Yeah, that seems way more fun than Irma Cowboy. Yeah. Um, find us on social. Leave us your comments. What did you like? Do you do you also think that there was too much dance and stuff? Did you on? grow up with one of these movies? You know, this is someone's favorite movie. Yeah. I mean, if you grew up with this on VHS, yeah. you probably love it. For sure. I get it. Us, not so much. Um, come for us if you disagree. I feel like you don't. Yeah. But come for us nonetheless. Um, <laughs> find us on social, send us an email, leave us a review. So until next week, bye. bye.